0: We're back. That is uh Sunrise by SOB from Tokyo, Japan. One of my absolute favorite bands of all times. And when I had a band, there were two bands that I wanted to be like: Napalm Death, Early Napalm Death, and SOB. And guess what? Uh, we sounded nothing like either of them because we didn't have the talent. Anyway. This is episode 189, Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for downloading and listening. Um, we are at speedmetalcycling.com. Check it out. We thank today and, as always, our patrons for making this happen and giving us enough dough to make it worth it. Natalia just bought a new car with the money from our patrons. So, see, it actually, you're, you're helping a little bit. Every, every little bit helps, you know what I'm saying? Because she wanted some options in the car and she couldn't afford them. So if you would have given a little bit more, then maybe she could have gotten that sunroof, but no good. Anyway, I'm your host, Dan Skullcrusher, and joining me today is, of course, Natalia with her new car. Natalia, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Great.
0: Good to hear. Better than Klaus?
1: I don't know. I'm covered in freaking snow. I'm waiting for the spring to come here. I'm like so tired.
0: We also have snow here, too, which is just insane. It snowed all day today. Um, So then, no, Klaus is better than us because there's no snow there. Probably. But at the same time, he's actually working right now. I know he's working because I texted with him earlier today. And uh, so he's working, which means we're better than he is because we're here BSing and he's over there working.
1: I think if we are going to keep to the motto of the podcast. We have to say that we are better than Klaus.
0: Yes, we're better.
1: Otherwise, we create a humongous contradiction. So the yeah. answer is always better than Klaus.
0: So, But, you know, I, and you can actually read all about this in the cheat sheet that I put on the website, com. There's a link there to it and it explains all the dumb shit that we say. Yeah. Um, I explained there that the original line was better than Mike because I would always ask Mike first, how are you doing? And he would say, I'm pretty good. And then I would ask Klaus, how are you doing? And then Klaus would say better than Mike. And at some point, Mike started saying better than Klaus before Klaus would even answer. So I'd be like, how you doing, Mike? And Mike go better than Klaus. And then Klaus would be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm better than you. So whatever. So it became better than Klaus, but originally was better than Mike. Uh, and like so many of those little dumb catchphrases that we say, it came from uh, Klaus's motola from his head.
1: Yeah. Also, I would like to say that the past week I... Went ahead and listened to a bunch of cycling podcasts, just to so, you know, to see what was out there. And I can't tell you, people, we are the least professional, least informed. What's the other one?
0: Uh it's the most, least knowledgeable, least professional, and least informed.
1: Yeah, totally. We rock yeah. that title. Hell. We own oh. it.
0: Oh hell yeah! No doubt
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which make, which actually made me wonder what sort of listeners do we have? They're yeah. awesome. Yeah, you they rock are. people. You yeah. are listening to the podcast. That matters. But what you were saying, though,
0: before we started recording, is that those podcasts may be very knowledgeable, professionally, professional, and informed, but are any of them any fun?
1: No, they were not fun for exactly. me, at least. Not, not my style, what can I say?
0: I, I You know, I, if I want to listen to boring stuff, I'll just put on NPR.
1: Sing.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding. I listen to NPR a lot. Um, Okay. Except for the splendid table. No splendid table for me. I don't do that. Okay. So um, there was something else I wanted to say. Before we started, but we're so professional. CD is playing a,
1: basketball.
0: Yes, yeah, CD is playing basketball. Klaus is working, so we should have gotten. You know, Mike should, is watching baseball. Of course, <laughs> we should have gotten somebody else. We, you know, there's other people out there that could do this and that have done it before. And, what
1: am I not enough for you now? N- n- no, w- where not, is this coming from? No, that's that's
0: it. It's just too much. Uh, there's not there's not enough to toss around in the podcast now you know what i'm saying right now it's 50 50 and it's kind of weird you know i need another dude to back me up <laughs> yeah right to throw me under the bus <laughs> No, that's just the thing actually the reason that we need somebody else here is because you're the nice one i'm the asshole we need the balance you know what i'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i know i say this every single time but Oh, let me say this first and then I'll tell you something else. Um, Yeah, I say this every single time, but I think this is going to be a short episode. Now, listen to this. I was thinking that there could be a speed metal cycling podcast drinking game because I got an email from somebody that said that I always say I'm going to make an announcement. Oh, I have an announcement to make. Oh, so every time I say the word announcement, boom, you drink. Every time somebody says better than Klaus... Boom! You drink every time we bring up Sean Kelly. Boom! You drink every time we say Eurosport. Let me a good. Uh, that'd be yeah, a good we need to again. select
1: the words that are going to trigger the. Yeah, exactly. The I mean,
0: I just yeah. we're just out of. But I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I
1: don't. The announcement, I the topic. and then there can be
0: some that is like just a shot, and then some that are like two shots because I, you know, we never we don't say them that often, but when we do, it's good. And then some that are like Valverde. If if we actually had people drink Valverde, then people would be dead. Valverde every time. <laughs> yeah fair. that that Valverde. That that, that yeah. would be too much. Yeah, it would be we way use, too much. Yeah, we use
1: I think that Valverde plug has been played more than the number of people that downloads the episodes. Valverde. I think yeah. if we do the like all time plays of the Valverde thing versus yeah. the all-time downloads of episodes, I think yeah. Valverde of course wins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope <laughs> well Mike doesn't agree with you apparently Mike thinks that there's not enough Valverde no, um, yeah so we have two races to talk about well I mean I guess maybe three I don't know how much you have to say about the Tro Leon did you watch that Natalia? yeah I did Yeah, I, I, did. I did too but I mean other than the fact that that race should be way awesomer or should be way bigger than it actually is because it's pretty awesome um, one thing, though, that Brian Smith said on Eurosport that I thought was interesting. I don't know if you heard this, Natalia. He was saying that it'd be a good idea to have a series of races that are like the Leon like in different countries. And he's like, "Oh, there's one in Belgium called this and this, and there's the you know Stradivari, and then there's the one in the United States, the Tour de Battenkill." and like there's one here and there's one there and then to do like eight different races and everybody races all of them and then somebody wins kind of like a like a cyclocross um championship thing of races with unpaved roads i think that would be awesome that would be that would be cool cool. yeah that would be cool but the uci is too stupid and annoying and have too many rules
1: not not interested in that. If I think that if something like that happens, it's because these gravel, gravel races are going to start pulling those together somehow. Since they are not regulated by the UCI yeah. yet, then they can have a little bit of freedom in terms of what they do. I have mixed feelings regarding growing or bringing more figures to Trobro Leon. I kind of like it how it is now. I I really don't want to see Team Sky Astana, you know, like all these big yeah. teams raising in it because I don't know. I like I like how it is now. I don't know if bringing those figures and then improving their status is actually going to take away the nice flavor that it that it has. Yeah. I liked it. I liked I like especially how. Goran, the defending champion. Yeah, 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 The way that he got dropped and then got back. And then, and got, he, and then they got dropped, dropped and then, then got, got back. back. And he almost wins it. I was <laughs> <He> like <"What? laughs> he, that was
0: awesome. The first time he got dropped, he looked dead. He looked dead. And then they don't show him for a while. And then they show him catching back up. And then he, they drop him again. And then he catches back. He's like almost, almost there. And then <laughs> they just drop him again. And then he catches up. He gets there. And then he gets in the front group. And yeah, and then he almost wins it. It's just unbelievable.
1: Oh, I was rooting for him so hard yeah, towards yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. like, Come on, catch him. You can do it.
0: Never give Bring one. it
1: home. It's really good. And the other thing we, which other race is going to give a little piglet as a prize? Yes, exactly. I saw the piglet later, the picture. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that thing is a cutie. Yeah, a it's cute super piglet. cute.
0: But the problem is that you know it ends up being eaten.
1: Ah, oh, shut up. Uh, Can we yeah. just leave it at the piglet was cute? But, I know, I know what's coming yeah, up, but it, yeah, it looked really
0: cute. Yeah, I know. I really like the little pig. I think that's super cute. It's a good it's a good trophy or whatever, a good prize. Um The other thing too, and this could actually be uh take a shot sentence because I say this all the time, but I don't remember if I said this in the podcast before, but I remember years and years ago on Eurosport, they were discussing uh, amateur races and then some of the prizes that they get, you know. So they were like, oh, you know, socks and whatever and, you know, uh, buckets of paint and uh, Sean Kelly in his super flat way of saying it was just even better. He was like, yeah, I had a race that I won once where they gave me a rock as a prize. And it took everybody <laughs> a second to get it. They're like,
1: "Ah!" Oh! <laughs> so, oh, by the way, awesome. regarding that, I what I, I don't know where I saw it, but they were interviewing the les amis of Paris Roubaix, mm-hmm. so the group of people that actually take care takes yeah, care yeah. of the coals and they clean it and whatever. So apparently, next to the velodrome is where they store the coals that they give to the winners. So there are like 200 stones, like actual yeah, coals yeah. stored in the velodrome that oh. are going to cover the, the, the winners in the in the future. Yeah. That was oh. interesting. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was an in-cycle episode they did with the behind of Paris Roubaix, the, the whole yeah, yeah. logistics and organizations that it takes. And it's pretty amazing how proud this group of people, the Les Amis, are oh, yeah. of I mean, the race, listen. how they take writing, cleaning things up for the writers. And it's pretty pretty neat. Pretty I, neat. Don't, I don't mean any disrespect
0: to that area of northern France, but they really don't have much going at all there. I mean, it's, it's really sad. L- Lille is like their biggest city there. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's not, there's not really much going on. So for them, this is like Christmas, New Year's, and the 4th of July all wrapped in one. <laughs> you know, when we were there though, This is another story that uh, I know Klaus has told in the podcast, but um, when Klaus and I were there, you can buy the Paris-Roubaix, like you can buy a trophy, like an actual cobble from the cobbles mounted. It basically looks exactly like the real deal, except it's smaller. And um, so, you know, we each got one, of course. And so when we were flying back, I stayed in New York and Klaus caught his connection and... Or he flew, no, I think Klaus had to stay and do some work. He was working for Road Magazine at the time or something, I can't remember, but we flew different flights. Anyway, Customs opened his bag and pulled out the rock, basically, you know, the, the cobble. And they were looking at it like, what the hell is this? And Klaus was like, oh, well, uh, it's a cycling race and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the winner gets this trophy, whatever. And the guy was like, Oh, you won the race? And my brother was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess. Two people <laughs> behind him in line was Jonathan Waters. Oh. So Jonathan Waters like basically witnessed the whole thing. Klaus wrote about it on his blog, and somebody tweeted at Jonathan Waters, is this true? And Jonathan Waters replied, Yep, I remember. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I remember, Memorable. Yeah, in order to just like avoid <laughs> more trouble with the with the dude, I just yeah, I want Perry Ruby. I want, I want can it. I, yeah, can I please get the hell out of here?
1: <laughs> you know, the other thing that I asked Klaus a long time ago, I don't know if you remember, maybe two years ago or I don't know, one of his trips to Colombia, he actually came back with a bunch of Hawan rays. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. these are like ray soap, people. Yeah. That has magical connotations in Colombia. He has a post about it. And then he yeah. started selling the, the the soap bars yeah, here. Yeah. It was hilarious. I was just pictures like, how did you go through costumes awesome. with a load of <laughs> jabon rey? You know, it was insane. <laughs> because these are like <laughs> blocks
0: of soap that are like... um I mean, I don't know. Picture. Uh, I've
1: never seen such a thing yeah, here right. in the US. I, it, like, like in my time picture, when I and when I came here yeah. in 2005, I don't think I have seen the giant blocks of soap. Yeah,
0: I mean, they imagine, so imagine common. You grab a regular like a regular bar of soap, like Irish Spring or Cess Fully Clean or whatever any of those. Okay, but this is, is
1: like a square
0: that is two thick of them, yeah, and is big. Two of them side by side. <laughs> And then put two more on top of that. So it's like a a, the block is probably like maybe four or five inches by four or five inches and then like three inches thick. I mean this is a block of soap. And uh, yeah, Klaus brought a ton of them. I mean not a real actual ton, but I mean a whole slew of them. Um, yeah.
1: Klaus's contraband is hilarious. What he comes up to selling his blog is just it's just funny. It's
0: just I know. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, enough talk about other crap, including Trevor Leon. Let's talk about the Amstel Gold. And here are picks for um, Amstel Gold Where for the men's. Uh, I have Tish Benot. Uh No. And that was my heart. And then my head. Valverde. Nope. CD had Gasparotto, which... We, came close. Did pretty well. And Ma- Michael mm-hmm. Matthews, who would have done much better if he wouldn't have had the just horrible, horrible, horrible uh, flat at like the worst. I mean, like the worst time in the race he got that puncture. so. But CD was close. Klaus's uh, heart was now, and his head. Valverde. And Natalia, with your heart, you had Uran that disappeared very early on. And with your head you had I can't read my handwriting. Ala Philippe. Philippe Ala Philippe, which you yeah, know, whatever. We're gonna give this one to CD because Gasparotto did the best out of everybody. Um, so, so let's talk about the men's. Uh, I'm still the going the men's
1: first. Okay, yeah, let's
0: talk about the men's first. I think I have more to say about the women's actually. Um,
1: but- so about the men's I have two notes, actually. Oh, so if I get to go first, complete. I'll just get it out of the way. Ladies first. So my first one is, doesn't, Al- doesn't Philippe look cute trying to grow a beard? A beard. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> it? <laughs> it's like, oh, just you just have to wait until you get, uh, until you hit pu- puberty. puberty. <laughs> oh, that's such a cute little, and he's been trying because I saw him a week ago. What was that brace they were doing? I forgot whichever way, oh, the, the, the Basque, the Basque oh, country. Yeah, the and you could tell that he wasn't shaving. And then a week later, you see him like, oh, lovely, <laughs> You're so cute. I'm trying to like, that uh, also made me giggle. I think it was Carl Kirby, which he yeah. who was commentating. And then he decided to name Valgren as the Great Dane.
0: Oh yeah and yeah, I just
1: yeah. I just kept picturing a great dane Driving on the top bicycle. of a bicycle wearing the <laughs> Stanaki <laughs> and sprinting to a finish. I, I couldn't get out of it. I was just like cracking up with that. And then and then another thing that just came to mind for no reason at all. Like who decided that the man bun is supposed to be called a man bun? You know, like the the, the hair style. Yeah, yeah. Is it, why is it just not like a hair bun? I don't, I don't get it. Because I was looking I was like, wait because, a minute. Wait, because Do I get have to bun? say that I have a man bun if I decide to pull my hair like that. No, because
0: women have done it always. You know, women with short hair can have a bun and whatever. But a lot of women have buns. Then when a guy has a bun, it looks ridiculous. So he needs a ridiculous name. So somebody called it. A, I was thinking about the man crush earlier today too, because a girl can be can have a crush on a man, but that's not a man crush. A man crush is only when a man has a crush on a man. So it's the same thing. I think like you have to differentiate it from the regular bun. So you make it a man bun and it's a completely ridiculous name because the people, the men that have man buns are complete fucking idiots. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. The, The bun is a freaking hair a bunch of hair pulled up in a bun yeah. why are you going to put another name depending on the on the gender of the head it was one of those man this is when english gets complicated for me oh, like, like the expression so i was like what the hell is going on no, it's <laughs> not so like jesus because if i say oh that dude
0: has a bun you'd be like oh okay that dude has a man bun oh you fucking douchebag
1: yeah. Oh, and the other thing that I discovered today, Dan, you know how they call uchuas here in the states? No, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever. Golden berries.
0: Oh wow! See, you learn something new every golden day. Golden
1: berries. So golden yeah, that's berries. the that's the word of today. Are they golden berry. Is there here?
0: Do they grow?
1: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But, but I mean,
0: hmm. golden berries. Another berry. Yeah, it's just like funny. I went to supermarket and blueberries, raspberries. <laughs> No no, no 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 no
1: golden berries we are the people from the legend of el dorado of course everything that comes out of colombia is golden so
0: dingleberries el- <laughs>
1: blackberry with their phone and um so the owners of the golden berries golden berries here we are but okay, so no, so coming back to the AG2R, I wanted and I'm, I'm finished my notes mm-hmm. with this for the men's race. I wanted to ask your opinion about that new finish they did yeah. because they this is the second year that they don't have the finish going up the um, what's the name of that? Heard. The cover, the cover, yeah. yeah. The women did though, but the yeah, I know. for the men's it was yeah. different, it was different. So I don't know what you think about you it. Know, I- you just have new finish. It's just, it's, it, it's Valverde's kryptonite. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's why they kept it this way. It's like, we don't want Valverde to win this race. Um, yeah, I had that in my notes as well. Um, I thought there it was a good race overall. And the finish is not terrible. Uh, the last, I don't know, what is that? Like 2K, 1K, 2K of the race has a false flat on it which makes it really tough for pure sprinters and everything that has happened before. So honestly, with Amstel Gold specifically, I could go either way. If you're going to change Liege-Raston-Liege, or if you're going to change the Flesch-Ralon, or if you're going to change, like they changed the um, tour Flanders, that, that upsets me a little bit more. With the Amstel Gold, um, I think it's okay. I, I would, I still think that I would rather have the old finish, but I'm not super disappointed by this one. It's produced two good races. But if you look at the women's race and the women's finish, I thought it was just spectacular. But I don't know if that's because of the way that they were racing or necessarily because of the ending, because the cover had just been that close to the end. I'm not really sure. So to answer your question, I don't know. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Two minutes. To well, say in terms, terms of enjoyment, if you have memory yeah, of um, how you like it before I'm, versus I'm how it. Because
0: is now. I, honestly, I think that every race in the last four years has been worse than the ones before then. If it was up to me, I would just watch. The races from the late 80s and early 90s over and over and over.
1: <laughs> That's just another sign that we're getting old. Yeah. You know, exactly. the other day I was thinking, yeah. I'm not listening to new music anymore. Oh. I don't care. And it's not even that I'm not listening to it. I don't care about oh, it. Yeah, 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 like, no. They come, I, yeah. new artists and whatever. So, I really don't care. I'm done. I have what I need to listen to. I don't I, oh, yeah. I don't know what it will take for me to actually start paying attention to a new band of these days but you know what there I is no click there is no click uh, for me for hmm?
0: me uh, i i decided that when i was in my 20s i haven't you know i was like any music that was made after 1989 is absolute shit i don't want to hear it i don't want to know anything about it whatever i mean i got into the spice girls of course but uh, no, i just only listened to newer i mean i listen to some metal that is new but it sounds like it was recorded back in the day. So yeah, I mean, music is a completely different thing, but now with cycling specifically, I think that, you know, for me, um, and you know, this is like, well, back in my day, these kids nowadays with their shitty music. <laughs> I think that I would take, you know, Tor Hushoft and Fabian Cancellara and Tom Bonin and those guys at their prime over anybody that is racing today. So I think that they created, because I, Cheered for those people. I I I wanted one want to win. Now I just there's nobody out there that I really want to win anymore. You know, I mean, even the Colombian guys, I I'm happy if they win, of course. But I mean, other than Chavez, I really don't give a crap. I think. So, however, specifically with the Amstel goal, um, I think that this is okay and produced as, as good a race as I remember in the last couple of years. So yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, but again, I thought the women's race, and maybe it's because I actually was like, come on, come on, just screaming at the screen.
1: It was it was an interesting race and I have to say the commentary that they had on the Eurosport player was awesome. Oh, wait they had it in don't, the you Eurosport
0: don't you think don't you think it' great commentary. I started I started watching it in the Eurosport player and there was no commentary so I actually downloaded the version from Sport so it was a guy and a, a woman talking in, uh, in Flemish. They did not And you don't get my
1: jokes. You don't get my jokes. Oh. That's what I was like bitching about. Oh. The Eurosport player, whenever they play the women's races, they never had commentary yeah. on it. But I shouldn't be complaining at all because at least we got a feed, a TV feed working. Yeah. We are going black for the Fletch Ballon and Liege Bastogne Liege. Apparently it's invisible racing back in business because there is no TV Feed for those races at all oh, so wow it was it was good it was good while it, while it lasted but it's not a freaking asshole aso it's yeah. not in yeah. their interest to show them so f them and i'm guessing the push for uh getting amstel amstel uh the amstel gold race in the TV screen is because bowls is the of course a sponsor of the of the team, but they also put a huge amount of money towards the organization of the of the races. So I'm guessing that some oh, push yeah. must have come from that side. So the ASO awesome. actually had to set up a women's race and then for the Arden week, which has balls all over the place. But the one that gets the the TV feed is the one that is in the Netherlands where the sponsor is located, I'm I'm guessing. So yeah. but yeah. okay. Other than that, I I think it was, I I thought it was a a very interesting race, especially because in the break, you had so many good people from all the teams that practically, that was it. Once the breakaway was away, nobody was chasing because every team, I I think, had faith. I was
0: surprised, though, because whoever was at front. Towards the end, FDJ and Ale Cipollini, they didn't have anybody up there, and they were like just, taking it easy. They just didn't give a shit. I was very surprised that they were I mean, at least that they were, that, that FDJ and Ale Cipollini were because they had multiple people in the peloton. It's not really peloton, the smaller.
1: I, don't, I did not towards the end if they were playing chicken with the other teams, maybe, maybe thinking that Oh, you know what? They cannot possibly think that so and so is going to win it. Or maybe other teams are going to start chasing because they don't have faith in whoever they had in the in the front. Because yeah. Giorgio Aroncini yeah. is a sprinter, Lotale Visto is a sprinter. So for them going up the cover is not an easy task. Yeah. It's not in uh-huh. their it's not their their jam to to say it like that. So I don't know if they were playing chicken at some point, say, ah, at some point they are just going to start chasing because they don't think that they can Win yeah. against the other, the other one. So it was, it was interesting. And towards understand. the end, a lot of the people in the interviews, a lot of the the, the cyclists in the interviews, they were saying that it was a tactical, a, a, a tactical race. But I didn't understand what they meant by that. Listen, it's to me clear that the breakaway went away. Nobody wanted to chase, and that was it. Yeah. So, um, let me ask you a question: Is Chantal
0: Black an asshole? I don't know. That's a good
1: question seemed, to ask.
0: She seemed like it because <laughs> she was doing a lot of the, like looking around and giving everybody and for people that didn't see it, she was in the in the final breakaway, but she seemed to be doing a lot of like pulling to the side, looking back, giving dirty looks, like throwing the elbow around, like super like whiny. And then towards the end, she just sat in the back and didn't do anything and then just totally took everybody on the sprint. I thought it was kind of like an asshole move, but um but I don't know. Also, something else that I noticed is, um, what's her face? Amanda Spratt? Is that her name? Amanda?
1: Yeah, Amanda Spratt. She is. They call her Spratty. She's fucking tiny.
0: <laughs> I never realized how small she was until she was next to like Chantal Black, who's also not big at all. But she is tiny. That was really cool. And it was awesome to see her. Just kicking ass. I felt really, really, really bad for her. Because when they came into the last K, they put her up front. They basically forced her up front. And I know that she's not a sprinter. She wasn't going to win that sprint at all. But I think it's better if you're like in the back and then the two people in the front go sprint away from you. But being passed by those two girls in the last, like, I don't know, whatever it was, 300 meters or something. I just felt so bad for her. She just like looked at and go and she just put her head
1: down. Just like, <laughs> that's, that's that's what you get, get when you have forever. to. Two chicks ganging up on you, oh, yeah. Lucinda, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not
0: only that, but also when you when your legs are half the size of the other two girls. The other thing that I thought yeah. was sad and just kind of crazy was how long Bronzini and LePisto were chasing that breakaway. The two of them just working together, chasing and chasing and chasing, and then they get there and then they just get dropped right
1: away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking that just, just wait until they connect and as soon as they did that, the voice, attack is attack going to come. And then they just woo all the way back. I have I have to give kudos to Lota Lepisto though. Man, she chased as hard as she could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were showing her face in the TV feed, I was, come on, Lota, come on, get there. But then when I saw her finally connecting, it's like, oh, no, here comes the uphill. You're going to get dropped again.
0: (laughs) Oh, I thought that was hilarious. I mean, sad, of course, but uh, hilarious. Also, uh, because I was listening to uh, the feed in Flemish, I tried to get one in Dutch. But I got one in Flemish, and I know they're really similar and whatever. But the reason that I wanted one in Dutch is because I wanted to hear the commentators pronounce the names of the girls, the last name, the Dutch girls, of course. And I, but so I don't know if Dutch and Flemish are the same when it comes to this last name. But I finally found out that what I've been calling the Hore, her name is actually Dor, Dor. Just that's it. D-O-R-E, I guess. Door.
1: I think we have been going back and forth with the pronunciation of her last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. We have been with the door, door. Yeah. yeah I so, thought but thought it, it should be
0: Door, hoarding. But no, it is.
1: <laughs> you know, that, that sounds funny to me. I stay away yeah, from that pronunciation. Like, because like, like, <laughs> like
0: my aunt always says that she never says a sheet of paper or going to the yeah. beach. She never says any of those things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those two words are forbidden for me. Yeah. I have to... Use the description of that because it always comes out completely, yeah. completely well, wrong. Well, for
0: me, there's um, the name, the, the American name, B-R-A-D, like Bradley, right? The short, and then B R E T T. I, I always have to think about it before I say it's like Bradley.
1: Brett. All right, there you go. And And then you try to overpronounce it or like enunciate it pretty well. A bunch of speed comes out (laughs) flying out of your mouth. And then you just bathe the person in front of you in saliva. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to enunciate here so I don't offend you. But it's like.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So now we know, at least in Flemish Dutch, it is Dore. Not the
1: whole. Thing. So I have a question to ask you. Yeah. I and this is thanks to your buddy Christian. So he sent me there is a there is a Twitter account that somebody set up by just making fun of the very Colombian expressions that we sometimes have and how ridiculous they will sound in English. In English. Yeah, yeah, but there was there was one that made me laugh a lot, and it was when you know you're trying to point where to a place where something is located. So go grab me the so-and-so that is located, it's over there, it's over there. So what they were saying in all English-speaking countries, the expression that you use for that is over there, yeah. it's over there. And the expression that you will use in Colombia is just point with your mouth. Oh, yeah. You know, like as if you were going to give a kiss to people and you just point <laughs> with your mouth. And it never, reali- it never realized how that is something that we do, and it's not universal. Oh, you know? yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it clogs me up. I'm going to give
0: you another one, another thing. It's not a saying, but it's a thing. And Klaus actually has a, a, a blog post about this as well, like the things that only happen in Colombia. In Colombia, when you close a car door, you have to be very gentle. It is considered incredibly rude if you slam a car door. And now... By slamming a car door, I mean what every American and European, that, that force, just closing a door normally in Colombia. is like, eee! So when Klaus and his wife were in Colombia the first time, his wife didn't believe him. So they were in a cab and she closed the door. And the cab driver was like, shh, to her. <laughs> like, shh.
1: I got, they even have the, the expression for that. It's like, can you tell me your birthday so I can send the door over as a present? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like completely yeah. like ripped it apart of the car. But that is something that annoys me too when people here closes the car yeah, that doors very so Like I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Like Jesus, <laughs> be nice. But no, the thing with pointing with your yeah. mouth was hilarious because I... I, I, of course, I'm immune to it. And it was just my husband that pointed it out. I was like, you people are funny. You point a lot, a lot with your mouth. It's like, "Ah, get out of here. This is not a thing. And yeah, it turns out it is. (laughs) So people out there, if you see a Colombian doing the gesture with the mouth, is not asking for a kiss. It's pointing directions. So don't be confused. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my God. How did we survive over there?
1: <laughs> I don't. It's just like, it's just too funny. It's just too funny that we have to, instead of saying the thing straight, it has to be some sort of expression that has the second meaning. To it. There, there, so I mean there are thousand
0: expressions the, that work in Spanish that don't work in English. But one of my favorite not at ones. Not all. Not one at of all. my favorite. One, and all. I used it today. It's like you cannot, you cannot ask the elm for pears, which we've used in the in the, in the podcast before. Which is hilarious. You cannot ask an elm for pears. Meaning, if you know a person is a certain way, you can't expect them to act another way. It makes perfect sense, right? Or yeah. the son of a tiger comes out painted. <laughs> That's a little comes out with spots or yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah. Little, yeah. Meaning,
0: of course, <laughs> like father, like son, or something similar to that. But it's
1: just yeah it's, yeah, but no, it has to be
0: with a tiger and the and spots the of the tiger. It's, it's so many there's just so.
1: It's just weird.
0: It's and, weird. It's weird.
1: and the same expression for, for saying somebody that comes late. So normally you will say, Hey, you're late. But no, in Colombia you go and say, Lindas Las horas. Yeah, beautiful
0: so- <laughs> hours. That's literally
1: beautiful the hours. Beautiful yeah, it's just funny. Like that. That account had like cracked no. me up because they are just doing the literal translation of the expressions in Colombia to English. And it's just hilarious, man. They don't make any sense at all. You have to see them in another language to realize how ridiculous they are. are. What about this
0: one? What about this one? Uh, So I'll say it first and then I'll explain kind of what it is. But anyway, um, it says, the one who goes to Barranquilla. Now, Barranquilla is a city in Colombia. My mom was raised there. And the saying is, the one who goes to Barranquilla, that's the saying. And that's when you leave. Let's say you're sitting at a table and you leave. Then the, any person can sit in that chair. And when the other person comes back, you tell them, the one who left to Barranquilla, meaning you, you left and now we're back here. And the whole saying is, the one who goes to Barranquilla has to sit on a nail. But nobody ever says the whole thing. Everybody just says the one who went to Barranquilla. You're the one that went to Barranquilla, so now I got your seat. It's
1: so I, I thought it was the one, that like, el que se va para Barranquilla pierde silla. su silla. And the reason yeah. to choose Barranquilla yeah. is because it rhymes with silla, which is the word for, for chair, chair yeah. in Spanish. Neo, so it's pretty much it's like the one who goes to Barranquilla loses his chair, then, and then to translate the that
0: to English like what? Because, because see the thing is that. <laughs> Barranquilla, silla, puntilla. So it's Barranquilla, chair, nail. So, el que se va para Barranquilla pierde su silla y se sienta en una puntilla. That's. Ahí. Oh, so that's perfect. You know, it's, yeah. the, the, uh, But then you just <laughs> say it like. The but at the I'm same time, I just read a book called Warbringer. Um, uh, it's a Wonder Woman book. It was very, very good. But it presents Wonder Woman as a teenager going to New York City. And at some point, they're going to get in a car, and this girl goes, shotgun! And Wonder Woman jumps, tackles this guy and everything. He's like, no, 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 I'm not saying he has a shotgun. I get to ride shotgun. It's just as ridiculous. Because if you're in Colombia and you're like, oh, in America, when you're going to sit in the passenger seat, you say shotgun. They're like, what? What What, what are you talking That's the <laughs> stupidest <laughs> thing ever. So, I mean, I know where the saying comes from and everything, but it's
1: just yeah yeah yeah. it's just it's just funny yeah. i guess because once you you have it in another language there's no way that you can explain this yeah, to mean, people yeah, and yeah, how I it makes it, it takes a class oh, no, but best to is- explain where these things are coming when from when first all.
0: moved to the u.s my brother and i became really really famous for doing this grabbing a joke that only works in spanish and then telling it in english and then me and him would crack up and everybody would be like what How's this one? What's the difference? No, what what do a whale and a bus have in common? The ba- the whale bus the bus whale.
1: Come on. La ballena flota la flota ballena. Yeah, oh, man, so wild. People, this is so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The
0: whale bus and the bus whale. Uh, you know, so placement words that only work in one language. The way it Try to translate uh, knock knock jokes. Knock knock. ¿Quién está? Uh, la viejita. La viejita que. Ah, no sabía que podías llorolear. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to say lloro in Spanish. It's just so stupid. I love it though. It's fun. It's fun. Languages are fun, everybody. You
1: Man, the wheel bus, it has to go to the Hall of Fame of the, of this podcast. <laughs> right next to Yabarabadoo. Oh, the, <laughs> the wheel bus. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. So what? Uh, so bus, funny. The whale and okay. the
0: whale bus.
1: bus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. I love that. It's the worst joke, too. Even in Spanish, it's terrible
1: even in spanish is a terrible joke because it's just a play of play words of, that of the not, words that we have. but yeah, it's yeah. Just you know me. what
0: that, that joke only works in colombia because nobody else calls yeah. bosses flotas so
1: yeah yeah obuseta, which is apparently a super super oh, bad word in, in brazil yeah, like in, in portuguese. portuguese so yeah, just yeah, okay so okay so that's it okay but we digress well, let's go back let's, <laughs> well, I don't have
0: anything else to say about cycling anyway. But I do want to say that I'm going to be uh, going on vacation for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take my very pregnant wife to – actually, I'm not taking her anywhere. We are going to, uh, to Europe for, for a while. Um, I'm going to be completely disconnected from cycling. Like I was telling Natalia before we started recording that um, I don't want to, like, catch, let's say, the flesh for long and then I'm watching a, like miss the flesh rollon and then catch Liege and then they're talking about what happened in alone. so I'm just gonna be completely cut off from cycling for a couple of weeks when I come back I'm gonna watch all the races um, probably in one sitting I'm gonna sit there and watch racing for 14 hours straight so please no spoilers if you see me running around when I'm in Italy or France or Spain or whatever so yeah we're going to uh, Rome and Florence, and Monaco, and uh, we're going to San Remo, actually, and Barcelona, and uh, Andorra, and uh, a bunch of other places. It was going to be, originally, a cycling vacation, but then my wife went and got herself pregnant, (laughs) so now this is going to be a walking around vacation, which is obviously fine. We're very lucky and very, 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 very looking forward to it because we're going to escape this shit weather. So, yeah, I fly out on on Friday. So we're going to be, we're not going to have a podcast for for a little bit, but we'll be back, we promise. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, Natalia, anything else you want to say? Look at that. It is a short podcast.
1: It is a short podcast. No, I don't have anything more to say. Just the Fletch Ballon and the Liège are the two races that are coming up for the women's side of the sport so if you happen to be doing nothing and want to have fun following following races using twitter then (laughs) by me. (laughs) hang on the hashtag and then let's imagine what's going on i hate it
0: because somebody's like oh the breakaway it's at two minutes and then the next tweet is like two minutes for the breakaway and then the next tweet is like it looks like two minutes for the breakaway and I'm like all right dude can I just one of you guys say it I don't need everybody so whatever anyway that's it Natalia thank you very much um appreciate it enjoy your vacation I am I am gonna uh, yeah I am going to (laughs) So burnt out, and my poor wife is as well. So, and it's probably gonna be our last vacation for a while until the baby's old enough to fly and stuff. So, we're definitely gonna enjoy it. All right, thanks everybody. Um, yeah, we'll be back as soon as we can. We're out of here. Peace.
1: Oh,